Hey guys, I'm Pastor Jason Shirley. I'm the associate pastor right here at Word of Life Church in Carlsbad, New Mexico. And I'm really excited that you have joined us today online. Just a couple of things. I want you to drop us a line if you're watching wherever in the world and let us know where you're watching from. We would love to hear from you. Second, if you want to partner with us today in a financial way, then you can give by texting 84321 and just text your amount, or you can go to our website, wolcarlsbad.com, and you can click the Give tab and give that way. The last thing today is that if you have any needs or anything like that that we can partner with you on, then drop us a line and send us that, and we're going to partner with you in prayer. I believe today is going to be a wonderful day. I want you to open up your heart to receive from the Word of God today and always remember that God is madly in love with you. Let's get to the service. That's the primary keys, looking for people who, who will say, Lord, hey, whatever you want me to do, Lord, I'm here. Praise God. Praise God. Well, last week we started talking about... Uh, being one spirit with the Lord. We just entitled our, our message, uh, One. And uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse number 17, it says, But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Now, I put out a message on Facebook um, last night, and I, I said, uh, you know, one spirit with the Lord. Take that to bed. Go to sleep meditating on that. Um, wake, dream about it during the night. Wake up in the morning with that as your first thought. And then come this morning and join me and we'll talk about it. So that's what we're going to do. Praise God. And, you know, when, when we talk about meditating, I've been listening to um, a, a couple of sermons in my truck as I've been driving around on, on CD. A uh, 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 couple of sermons by Pastor Joseph Prince from uh, New Creation Church in Singapore. And he was talking about meditating on God's Word. And one of the, you know, just, just stirred up some things in me that, uh, um, you know, some, some things that I. I knew, but uh, sometimes we need some things stirred up again on the inside of us. And uh, he was talking about meditating the Word of God, and he said that the word meditate, it refers to, um, it, it, the word actually means to mutter, to mutter, to, to speak it under your breath and to, to, to mutter it in that way. And uh, he, he talked about, a cow chewing the cud. And I heard uh, Brother Hagen uh, talk about that many, many years ago and talk about a cow chewing the cud. And, uh, you know, what a, what a cow will do is they will chew the grass and then uh, swallow that and then bring it back up and chew on it some more and then bring it back up and chew on it some more and, and extracting all of the the nutrients out of that and that is actually a picture of what meditation is you know meditation is not sitting around cross-legged you know with your hands like this and saying mm, that's that's not what bible meditation is 
okay? That, uh, maybe the world meditates that way, but that's not what Bible meditation is. Bible meditation is to, to roll over and over and over in your thinking and to mutter that over and over and over and see what begins to happen when you do that is it begins to, to extract, and I talked last week about how the, the, you know, the Word of God was, uh, was like the, the Bible calls it the bread of life. And as we partake of the bread and we get it on the inside of us, Holy Spirit begins to do something with that and begins to change it and transform it. And, and, uh, and just like our bodies do, that natural bread. They extract the nutrients that are needed out of that so it begins to benefit us. And as long as it's laying on the table, bread doesn't do us any good. It doesn't do us any good until it gets on the inside of us. And once it gets in us, then, you know, then our bodies can use what's there. And uh, in the same way, when we receive the Word of God, we receive the Logos, in John chapter 6, Jesus talked a lot about the, uh, about the Logos there. The Logos is the Word of God, the spoken Word of God. But then once it gets on the inside of us, Holy Spirit begins to extract the nutrients out of that that we need in our spiritual life. Praise God. And it becomes that spiritual bread, and we begin to feed on that, and it begins to transform. It changes forms on the inside of us, just like natural bread changes forms on the inside of us. In the same way, spiritual bread, the Word of God, begins to change forms once it's on the inside of us, and it becomes the, the Word changes. Jesus changed the Word in verse number 63 of the, of the sixth chapter of John. Jesus changed the Word from Logos to Rhema. Rhema is a revealed Word of God. And so once we get it inside us, then Holy Spirit begins to reveal it to us in a personal way so that you can make personal application of it. Praise God. So that's why we need to meditate. That's why I said go to bed meditating on this, on this Word. And the, the, the phrase that I wanted you to meditate on is from 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse number 17. He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So how would you meditate that? You would meditate that by, by beginning to just, just mutter on that. I am joined to the Lord. I'm joined to him. What does it mean? And begin to think on, just begin to take it apart in small bite. You don't see, you don't eat a whole loaf of bread in one bite, right? Well, some of you might, but, you know, but, uh, uh, well, if you got a, I remember Jason doing something with the, with the youth one day and had them see how many Cheetos they could fit in their mouth at once. Uh, but, you know, y'all are not teenage boys. And so you probably don't eat bread, a whole loaf in one bite. But uh, you take it in bite-sized pieces. In the same way, we take the Word of God here a little, there a little, you know, line upon line, precept upon precept, 
We, we receive the Word of God one bite at a time, and as we receive that, praise God. And, and so begin to break this down. This is how you meditate on it. He. Who's he? It's you, right? Okay. That, that doesn't mean that you have to be male. Okay. But it's, it, it, it could say the person that is joined to the Lord. Whoever that person is. So you begin to meditate. I, he, that's, that's me. I, I am not going to be. See, you're breaking it down in pieces. I am not going to be joined to the Lord, but he who is joined to the Lord. I am presently, currently, at this moment, I am joined to the Lord. What does it mean to be joined to the Lord? We have been connected together, you see. And this is, what, uh, this is how you meditate on things. This is how you meditate on the Word of God. Begin to break it down in little bitty pieces like that and begin to draw every bit of, of nutrient there is out of that so it begins to benefit your life. And then, you know, we talked last week about, uh, about being baptized into Christ, immersed into Christ. You see, the Scripture says my life is hidden with Christ in God. I have been immersed into Him. Praise God. And, you know, I got this mental uh, image of this uh, last week as I was meditating on this. I got this mental image of being baptized into Christ, being immersed into Christ, becoming one with Christ. How many of you ever saw a, a TV show that uh, was on several years ago called Quantum Leap. Okay. Some of you have seen Quantum Leap. And what happened there was you begin to see these lightning bolts and, you know, all this is going on. And, and then all of a sudden, he is, what was the guy's name? Was it Scott or it was what? Yeah. Yeah, he's the star of the show, Scott Bakula. And, and all of a sudden, the, you know, he is in this other person. Now, that was the mental image I got of what it means to be joined to the Lord. When we, are, when we receive Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior, it's like you make a quantum leap and you suddenly are in him and he in you, and the two of you have become one. Praise God. Praise God. You have been baptized into Christ. I said it was like the process of making pickles, how that you would take a, a cucumber and you would put it in vinegar, and in the vinegar a, a change begins to take place, a chemical change begins to happen there, and it becomes changed, it becomes a pickle. And once you take it out of the vinegar, you can't unpickle it. When you have been immersed into Christ and you have become one spirit with Him, you can't become unimmersed. Now you can forget you've been immersed, and there are a lot of people who have forgotten who they are. They have forgotten the, the scripture in, in uh, uh, James wrote this. He said that, that uh, 
you know, this person who is double-minded, it says they, they go away and they forget what kind of man they were. There are a lot of people who have forgotten who they are. They have forgotten what kind of person they are. They have forgotten that they are joined to the Lord. They are, they, they've forgotten that they have been immersed into Him. Praise God. And so, you know, we need to be reminded sometimes of who we are in Christ. Praise God. Um, you know, and then the Apostle Paul in Ephesians, the fifth chapter, he begins to talk about husband and wife. Let me just read some verses here from Ephesians chapter 5. Verse number 22, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish, so husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it just as the Lord does the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and his bones. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let each one of you, in particular, so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Now notice throughout this, Paul is talking about husbands and wives, Christ and the church. Husbands and wives, Christ and the church. Husbands and wives, Christ and the church. And he's, he's talking about these things in, in this way. And so to, to talk, because the principle involved here in being joined to your wife, being joined to your husband, this, the principle is the same as being joined to the Lord and the Lord being joined to you. Praise God, it's the same thing. And when you realize that you have become one flesh, you know, I said this, that, that uh, when, when you stop thinking about you and your spouse as being two people and start thinking of yourselves as being one, you can't walk away from your marriage. Now, you just can't do it because, you know, uh, to walk away from your marriage would be equivalent uh, uh, to amputation because you have become one body, one flesh. Now, when you have been joined to the Lord and you understand what that means, you can't walk away from the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Now, please understand this, that nothing I ever preach from here is ever intended 
to bring condemnation on anyone. Okay? We've all done things that we didn't do right. Okay? So, you know, if, if you have walked away from a marriage, I'm not singling you out. I'm not talking about that. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm not trying to make you con feel condemned. I'm, I'm trying to tell you how to do things better. Praise God. Praise God. And so, you know, it's when there are some of you here that at times in your life you have walked away from the Lord. Some of you have. You've walked away from the Lord. Well, if you knew who you were and you understood what it means to be joined to the Lord, you would never walk away from the Lord. Now, I'm not trying to make you feel condemned at the fact that you have done that in the past. I'm trying to help you to not do it again, right? Okay? So th this is where we're at today. If you grasp and you get a hold of this revelation, you will never walk away from the Lord. Praise God. If you understand that you have been joined to Him. Paul calls it a great mystery. Well, Holy Spirit is about revealing mysteries. Praise God. He's all about revealing mysteries. He doesn't like to keep secrets. You know, there was a time when it was necessary that things be done in a mystery. And the, re the Apostle Paul explains that to us in 1 Corinthians, the second chapter. He explains that had the rulers of the darkness of this world known, if they had understood, in other words, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. And if they hadn't crucified Jesus, then we would all be dead in trespasses and sins to this day. The plan of salvation would have been ruined if he had not kept it a mystery. But then the day came when Jesus was crucified, and Jesus rose from the dead, and now it's no longer necessary to keep that a secret. It's no longer necessary to, to maintain the mystery. Praise God. And so he says, there, he goes on and he says that God has revealed these things to us by his Spirit. Praise God. The Holy Spirit is now revealing the mystery to us. And so the mystery is that you have been joined to the Lord. The mystery is that you have become one spirit with Him. And when you understand the mystery, praise God. See, here's what I want to pray for you is that you understand the mystery, that you grasp the mystery that you have been joined to the Lord and you have become one spirit with Him. And because you have become one spirit with Him, it be, you can't, and I said it this way last week, I said, once you have been pickled, you can't become unpickled. Once you have been joined to the Lord, once you have become one spirit with Him, you can't undo it. Praise God. It has been done. You have been forever pickled. Praise God. Praise God. Now, I want us to, um, to talk about this in, in, in Colossians chapter 2, verse number 12. It says, we have been buried with him. 
And every time I say the word baptized, I want you to remember how I defined baptism. I want you to get that in your mind so that you, you picture that every time I say baptism or baptized, okay, as, as being pickled or being, uh, and, and we also described it last week as, as a, a, a piece of fabric being dyed. That it, the, the color has changed and it can't be uncolored then. Praise God. And so get this. You were buried with him in baptism in which you were raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. And you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. Get this, you were baptized into Christ. So that means that because you have become one, you have been joined together when he died, it was you that died. Praise God. You know, I heard people say, uh, say many times that Jesus died for us. And that's true. He did. But then they, they go on and they say, well, nobody else ever died for you. That's not true. You know, uh, and, and I always think of this, that, that uh, every U.S. serviceman that died on the battlefield died for you. So, you know, uh, they, it's, it's not true that no one else ever died for you. But here's, what, here's the truth, that only Jesus died as you. I want you to let that sink in. Let, let, meditate on that. Only Jesus died as you. He became you at the cross. Now, you say, uh, we, you know, how can God forgive my sins? You know, God has, he's, he's a holy and he's a righteous, he's a just God, and he has to punish sin. Here's what you need to get a hold of. You're absolutely correct. But here's, here's the point. Jesus died as you. The wages of sin is death, and the wages of sin must be paid. But because he died as you, the wages have been paid. Praise God. And that is the good news of the gospel, that the wages have been paid. Praise God. They have been paid in full. He became you and was nailed to the cross. So because he became you, that means you were nailed to the cross. Because he died, that means you died. Because he was buried, you were buried. But guess what? Three days later, he came out of the tomb, so that means you were raised to newness of life. Praise God. So begin to realize that and begin to think of that. I have died. Yes, I have sinned. The Bible says that he who says he has no sin lies and the truth is not in him. But 
if he confesses or if he acknowledges that he has sinned, then God is faithful and he is just to forgive his sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, when did he do that? When did he forgive your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness? When you were baptized into Christ. He forgave your sins and he cleansed you from all unrighteousness and he declared you to be righteous. Praise God. Because the penalty, the debt had been paid. The wages of sin had been paid in full. And I'm going to say it this way. The wages of sin were paid in full by you. So oh, I thought Jesus did that. Yeah, but he became you, right? So therefore, it was counted to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He has imputed righteousness unto you. Praise God. Because in the mind of God, that was you hanging on the cross. Paul says this, this, this is the gospel that Paul preached. Paul said this, he said, even if an angel from God, or an angel from heaven, he didn't say from God, he said, even if an angel from heaven comes to you preaching some other gospel, which is really not another gospel, but he says, even if an angel from heaven preaches some other gospel, let him be accursed. So I'll just say this, don't let anyone, even an angel, preach to you some other gospel. Because if they do, it's really not gospel. It's really not another gospel. You have been crucified with Christ. You have been buried with him, and you have been raised to newness of life with him. You are joined to the Lord. And where is Jesus today? Where's Jesus today? He is risen and he is seated at the right hand of God. And the Bible says that he has seated you in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Praise God. He has seated you not going to someday, but he has seated you together with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Praise God. Now, when you begin to meditate, I just taught you just a brief lesson this morning on how to meditate. So begin to meditate on that. Begin to roll that over in your thinking. Begin to chew on that like a cow chews the cud. Praise God. Begin to roll that over and over and over and bring it back up and meditate on it some more. Praise God. Until it becomes so alive on the inside of you, it becomes so real to you that you cannot see yourself separated from him. Praise God. And I'll tell you this. When you can't any longer see yourself separate from him, you 
will no longer struggle with sin. When you can't see yourself separated from him, you won't struggle with sickness and disease. When you can no longer see yourself separated from him, then you won't any longer struggle with lack, with poverty. Praise God. Why? Because as he is, so are we in this world. You are seated together with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, who, how many know what streets are made of in heaven? Gold. That means there is no lack of abundance in heaven. And you are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And if you're struggling with lack and you're thinking, what am I going to do? I don't have enough. I don't have, you know, and you're, and, and, and you're battling with that and struggling with that. The reason you're struggling with that, now I'm not preaching to you something that I haven't dealt with. And, and, and you know, I don't have a full picture of what that means to be in him. I haven't fully grasped that. I am grasping it more and more and more. And I'm telling you what, this sermon this morning is doing me more good than it is doing you. Because I need to get a better picture of that too. I need to grasp that better. Praise God. But when you can no longer see yourself separated from him, you will see yourself that every need is supplied because you are one with him and every one of his needs are supplied. He's not lacking anything. You will no longer see yourself as sick and diseased and in pain because he is not sick, he is not diseased, he is not in pain, and you have been joined to him. You are seated together with him in heavenly places. You know, we all know there won't be any sickness in heaven, right? And that's where he said you are seated. Praise God. So let's get it. Let's quit getting upset because somebody tells us something better than what we're experiencing. You know, that's where a whole lot of the church is. They don't want to hear anything that is better than what they're experiencing. And let me just say that if that's your mentality, you're acting like a fool because there is better than what you're experiencing. There is better to experience than what you're walking in at this moment today. And I don't care who you are, that goes to me too, praise God. There is much better than what I'm walking in and what I'm experiencing. And so, you know, I love to hear about better than what I'm experiencing and love to hear that it's available to me. Because the more I hear it, the more I roll that over in my thinking. See, here's what, the, here's what the Lord said to Joshua. He said, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night, that you may observe to do all that is written therein, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. 
Now, he wasn't talking there about keeping the Ten Commandments. He was talking about the instruction about the Lord. Praise God. He was talking about the So as you meditate day and night on his instructions, as you meditate day and night on what his word tells you about Jesus, praise God, then you begin to increase in your revelation. And as you increase in your revelation, see, then you begin to see yourself joined to the Lord to extent that as he is, so are you. Where? Right here in this world. Praise God. Most Christians have the mentality that when we all get to heaven, there won't be any crying, there won't be any sickness, there won't be any death, there won't be any pain, there won't be any, you know, any lack, there won't be any defeat, there won't be any problems once we all get to heaven. But they don't see it for this life. But he wants you to see it in this life. Praise God. Praise God. And I know it's better than what you're experiencing. But don't get mad because you're hearing something that, it, you, because somebody's telling you that you're not experiencing the best. That, you're, that there is better than what you're experiencing. Don't, don't get mad about that. Get glad about that because it gives you something to know there's something better out there. You'll never walk in something you don't know is available to you. And maybe that's why you're experiencing what you are experiencing right now. Maybe it's because you didn't know there was something better. But now you do. Choose to believe it. Praise God. Praise God. You see, get this. Romans chapter 12, verse number 4. For we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we being many are one body in Christ. And individually... Members of one another. Colossians chapter 1, verse 19. For it pleased the Father that in Him all the fullness should dwell. All the fullness, fullness of what? All the fullness of God dwells in Him. And where are you? In Him. Praise God. You are in Him. You see, Colossians chapter 1, verse number 21. And you who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy even if you think you're not holy, praise God, and blameless. So if you are blaming yourself for something, he says he wants to present, or he, he, he says that through his death he has presented you blameless and above reproach in his sight. 
blameless and above reproach in his sight. Most people think that in his sight, we're just little bugs need to be squashed. And that's what he's waiting to do. He's just looking for a good excuse. Well, I'll tell you, he's already got a good excuse if he wants one. But an excuse to squash you is not what he's looking for. Praise God. In his sight, you are holy and blameless and above reproach. That's what it said. I just read it. Praise God. Praise God. You see, Jesus actually absorbed you into himself. Get this. This is one of the most powerful things I think that, I have, that I've ever seen. Let me find the right verse. John chapter 12, verse number 31. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all peoples to myself. Now, if you're looking there in your Bible and you notice that there is a word there that is italicized, the word peoples, or if you're reading the 1611 King James Version, it's men. It says, I will draw all men to myself or I will draw all peoples to myself. The word peoples or men is italicized. And what that means in your Bible is that means that that word was added by Bible translators. It didn't, there is not a word for that in the original text. There's no word for that in the original text. So it would be more accurately read like this. And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all to myself. Now, Jesus was lifted up from the earth, right? He was lifted up on a cross from the earth. Now, have all, are all men or all people drawn to him? No. Then either he was wrong or that's not what he was talking about. I don't think he was wrong. So, here is the way... Let's, let's read this in the context that it's written in. Let's back up. Or actually, we did just read it in the context. Let's back up to verse number 31. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. And if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all to myself. It is the context of judgment. If I am lifted up, I will draw all judgment to myself. Now, why was that? The Bible tells us that cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. In other words, the curse came upon Jesus because he was nailed to the tree. God used that law, that portion of the law, to say that if you nail someone to a tree, the curse will come upon them. Now, he said that so that he could then use that 
to put the curse on Jesus. So he said, cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree. So Jesus is nailed to a tree, and the curse comes upon him. You were cursed because you were in Adam. We were all born of the seed of Adam, and therefore we were cursed. So when Jesus was nailed to the tree, the curse came upon him, and actually he absorbed you into his body, and you were punished in him. Can you see that? Can, can you get that, that mental image? You were punished in him. In his body instead of in your body. Praise God. You were punished in him. He was nailed to a tree. He became the curse. The full extent of the curse came upon him. Sin, he became sin, the scripture says. He became sin, therefore when he died, sin died. Your sin died in his body. Praise God. And then the body was buried. Buried is the disposal place of what has died. He died. Your sin died. Your sin was buried. And then he rose from the dead and he left your sin there. How did I know he left your sin there? Because he rose from the dead and he ascended back to the Father and entered into the Holy of Holies in heaven, not the picture of the Holy of Holies, that was in the temple, in the, you know, but the true holy of holies in heaven. If a man could not enter into the picture of the holy of holies with sin, if he did, he would die. If a man couldn't enter into the picture, could a man enter into the true holy of holies with sin? No. So that means when Jesus rose from the dead and he ascended into the Holy of Holies in heaven, he had to do so without sin. So that means that he became sin, but he left sin in the grave. And he rose again without it. And he ascended back to the, to the Father. And he sat down at the right hand of the Father. And you are seated together in Him in heavenly places. Praise God. Don't ever see yourself separated from Him. If you do, you might walk away. But as long as you see yourself joined to the Lord and sitting together with Him in heavenly places, 
Praise God. You will never, ever. I am, I am backslide-proofing you today. Praise God. If you will see yourself as one with Him, you will never, ever walk away from the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Because you have become one spirit with Him. Hallelujah. If you're watching me today online, or if you're sitting in this room, either way, and you have never received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, that means that, that you see, God didn't just join you to Him against your will. You have a choice in this matter. Your choice is to accept what He did. If you choose to be separated from Him, you, you can be separated from Him. You can be separated from Him for eternity, which I assure you, you don't want to do. But, for every... This, this is for whosoever will. This is for anyone who will believe. If you believe what I've been preaching to you this morning, that you've never received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, the Bible says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. See, this is how everything is done in, in, in God's economy. Everything is done like this. You believe it in your heart, and then you verbally come into an agreement with that. That's what confessing with our mouth the Lord Jesus is all about. You are verbally sealing the deal. Praise God. So if you believe it right now, let's seal the deal. Praise God. Let's, let's make the confession with our mouth. And let's make what we've been talking about a reality to you. Praise God. So right now, whether you're here in this room or whether you're watching me online, Let's seal the deal right now. Repeat this after me. Say, God in heaven, I believe that you sent your son Jesus to a cross. He became me on the cross. Therefore, I was punished in his body. And today, I believe that he was buried and he was raised from the dead without my sin. And today I choose to verbally acknowledge that. And I choose Jesus to be my Lord and my Savior. Jesus, right now, I surrender to you. You are immersing me at this moment into Christ. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me.
from this moment forward, I want to know you. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, according to God's word, you are saved. If you're sitting here in this room, in the back of that blue card that we talked about earlier, there's a place that says, I choose Jesus. If you just fill out that card and just check on there, I choose Jesus. And then, whether you're online or, or sitting here in this room, if you will then go to our website, wolcarlsbad.com. You'll find a link there where you can download a little book that I've written called I Choose Jesus. And that book is, is free of charge. Anyone who wants it, it's free of charge. You can download that and it will help you to know what happened to you and what to do next. Praise God. That's the purpose of it. So please download that book. And on, on to, it's either in iBook format or Kindle format. Either way, you can get that on your, your phone or your smart tablet. Praise God. And so get that book and, and read it. Meditate on that. Praise God. Like I said, anyone who wants that, that's, that's its purpose. Praise God. Now, once you have accepted Jesus as your Savior, Jesus said that the Father has a gift for you. It's, we, we could say it this way, it's a welcome to the family gift. Praise God. Jesus called the promise of the Father, and he was referring to baptism with the Holy Spirit. Now, when you receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit, Jesus said you would receive power. And he also said this, he said, everyone who asks receives. So there is not a chance that you could ever ask the Father for this gift. If you're one of his children, if you have received Jesus as your Lord, you're one of his children, you could not, there, there is zero chance that you would ask the Father for this and he would say no. Praise God. So, if you have received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, but you have never been baptized with the Holy Spirit, maybe you're asking, well, is this where we have to speak with tongues? This is where you get to speak with tongues. You don't have to speak with tongues. You get to speak with tongues. It's a privilege. It's a joy. It's power for your life. It empowers you in so many ways. It empowers you to pray when you don't know how to pray. It empowers you to worship God more fully. Praise God. It empowers you for living. Praise God. And so, if you want to receive the promise of the Father, you never have. I'm going to also lead you in a prayer to do that today. And when we get to the end of it and we say amen, that's the point in which you receive. Praise God. Amen means so be it. So when you say so be it, that's the point in which you receive. When you receive, then there's going to be something come up from the inside of you. There's going to be a language that you've never learned. There will be words that you don't understand. Just, just say them. It's just that easy. Just say them. You'll be speaking with tongues. Speaking with tongues is not this weird thing. It's, that, it's just as easy as what I just described to you. 
Praise God. You may not understand. You won't understand. But the Father will. Praise God. Praise God. And you're speaking directly to Him and not unto men. Praise God. So let's pray this prayer right now. When we say amen, then I want you to begin to speak what's coming up on the inside of you. Praise God. The Father, Jesus said that you have a gift for me. So right now, he said that if I ask you for it, that there is no way you say no. So I ask you now to fill me with your spirit. I ask you now to receive the promise that Jesus said you have for me. And I thank you that it will be power for my life. So I've received now in the name of Jesus. Amen. So begin to speak those words that are coming up inside you. Praise God. You're speaking to the Father. Just speak it to Him. Just speak it to Him. It'll just be a language that you don't know, but He understands. Praise God. It's just that simple. And now, for the rest of your life, every day of your life, you can pray in that unknown tongue. Pray when you don't really know how to put it into words. Praise God. He helps you to pray beyond your intellect. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you once again for joining us today online. We value you and we want to hear from you. If you made a decision for Christ today, you can select I Choose Jesus on our website. And we've got a couple videos for you to watch so that you can get started on your walk with God. We've also got a free ebook that you can download right from our website called I Choose Jesus. And I want to encourage you to do that. Once again, thank you for joining us. And remember that God is madly in love with you.